November 23, 2020. It's a Watt for Pedro show.
Jalopy. Pedro Show, happy Monday. Uh, getting towards the end here. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, start off with my favorite things, live at Penn State in 1963. You notice they faded out. I mean, it kept going, right? It was like almost 14 minutes there. Love John Coltrane. And then a GG band after that with Jalopy, Holy Yoke. Uh, Brother Matt at the Love Grotto, a few miles south of me here on the Pleasure Point because we're in Quentin. Quarantino mode still. In fact, it's very heavy. People, be safe. Uh, be healthy. We're going to get around over this and around this, but let's not be stupid. Uh, but those engineers in Estonia with their incredible Skype software invention, I got uh, Matt Jones with me. Matt, where are Hello. you talking to me from? I'm here from uh, Busan, South Korea, yeah. and it's uh, it's 4 a.m. here. Well, I just reason, woke up to talk to you. The reason I ask is because last time we talked was five years ago, and it was in person up in East Bay, I think at the Octopus Bookstore. Yes, yeah, so we, well, we first talked, we first spoke in person in uh, in Oakland, right? And then uh, we did do a we did do one of these Skype interviews when I was living in Massachusetts a couple of years ago as well. I know, but I'm talking about the last time I talked with you. In person. Yeah, in person. We were at, uh, uh, you and Tab Falco were doing a show in uh, in Oakland, downtown Oakland, and I was living there at the time. And I came down to visit you uh, with G from uh, Gigi Band. It was great to okay, meet you. Okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> sure. uh-huh. and people are very interested in that kind of shit. But what yeah. I want to know, what I'm interested in is what have you done musically since then? Well, since then, uh, that time when I met you, I was finishing up the, the GG band, uh, the last album, Holyoke. You just played the song from that. Uh, and that, that project kind of split up. And so I went, I went solo to do my own thing. And, uh, I've been releasing albums under the name, uh, MB Jones. And so I did, uh, MB Jones self-titled album on Feeding Tube. And then uh, I did a, an album called ROK Spy, which was based on the perspective of an a international spy through a French label. And uh, most recently, I did another thing through Feeding Tube Records called uh, No Sigh, No Fi, uh, which you play on a little bit. Yeah, I'm on some of the tracks. You've yeah, you're on some of the tracks. So uh, basically doing doing a solo stuff, but I still have like my music partners and my friends who I bounce my music off and stuff like that. But um, yeah, different than Gigi Band. Yeah, because when we talked last time, it was like you had a, I mean, you've always been, actually, I knew you before. Yes. Uh, yes. Doing that uh, show we at the Octopus Bookstore because... Uh, I've been playing music, Matt Jones music that goes way before GG Band. Yes, I remember the first uh, the first time was I think 2007, and this was back before Facebook. It was uh, MySpace music. I don't know if people remember MySpace, but and I would post some of my home recordings on there, and all of a sudden uh, it says, "Oh, Mike, what? I'll play. I'm gonna play your music on the show," and uh, none of my friends believed it. They all thought it was like a fake fake account or something, you know, because we didn't know back then, but well, that was, that was the beginning. And since 2007, uh, we've had this relationship and uh, exchanging music and going back and forth. But my show is not part of fake look or my waste to space place. It's always been the Watt from Pedro show, TWFPS.com. Now I let people yeah. know about stuff at those other places, but right. you know, I, I, I get a little touchy about this because People are, are given uh, up too easy on having their own ways of being autonomous. Yes. And why do we always got to include those big corporate things whenever we talk about how we get together? I agree. I agree. Okay. And uh, now, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to be fair, you know, yeah. uh, let's talk about the days like the 1980s before there was email, very mm-hmm. popular, widespread. And I wanted to talk to you on a pay phone. Yeah. Uh, not to India company, AT&T. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah. this has always been a kind of thing where you uh, have to make, uh, I guess, quote, compromises. But yeah. as long as you're preserving your autonomy, I don't think they're too bad at no, compromise. Not at like if the guy jumped on the phone and told me what to say when I was talking to you, I would have hung right. up. Right, right, right. It's your choice. But you, you've, uh, you've always been... Uh, kind of a master of communication and networking. I remember talking to some of my friends back in Massachusetts who were fans of yours in the 80s, and they would write letters to you, and you would write letters back, and you were networking way back then, so regardless uh, of the medium. Yeah, but, Matt, you got to understand, in the old days of the movement, it was very uh-huh. small. Yes, yeah. Okay, so you had to, like, develop. And I learned this from the SST guys, the Black Flag guys. That yeah. Chuck Dukowski literally built the circuit that we used to tour on. Well, we'll go back to touring. 
uh-huh. right now a little pause because of health. But uh, this stuff was going to be done for us. So we had to, you know what I'm saying? Use the yeah. tele- in those days, it was the telephone, right? And you would, yeah. uh, there'd be a little piece of the punk infection in all the towns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you would connect with them. And that's how you would get a tour go. That's how you would play in other towns. Right. And stuff. So it was just a pragmatic way of trying to get the music around. Yeah. So yeah. I never called it shit like networking. Right, 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 right. I mean, I would, I would, very important. They were very important connections, mm. but it wasn't a, an end unto itself. Right. Like right. you say, the word fans and stuff. What we were trying to do was let people know about certain gigs, so maybe someone would want to become a gig goer. We never asked people to be fans. That sounds like a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kool Aid chugging. Right, cult right, members right. or some shit. Yeah. yeah. So we want to let people know, right? Because the universe we were in was kind of a parallel one, not so much better or worse, but to let folks know that's we try to make these connects. And so yeah. as as technology change, why can't mm. the ethics stay the same? Anyway, this is too much about what. Let's get back to Matt and his music journey. So, well, I think yeah, it's interesting conversation though. I mean, you bring up a really good point. Uh, I think uh, I think well, just to cut cut you in, cut in a little bit. I think it's true what you said about the the internet. The internet started off that way, but uh, maybe it's not like that anymore. You know, we're kind of gone past that point of the underground internet and all that. So maybe we need to get back to writing letters and all this and that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just a fucking medium. Yeah, you know? it is a medium, but it's... And, uh, uh, Marshall McLuhan it, said, yeah, it becomes the message, right, and stuff. But I right. say, I say, that's part of preserving your autonomy. Yes. Okay? Yes. And, and, yeah. and just, you know, getting your... Uh, that's why I think everybody should have their own websites. You know, it's uh-huh. like having your own fanzine. Yes. So just because this technology comes by doesn't mean the ethics have to be corrupted. Yeah, we just have to fight harder to make sure uh, we yeah, maintain I, our autonomy. Well, it's a little bit of personal responsibility, I think. Yes. And you can't really expect some big hombre to like enforce it, I think. If you True. do, it, it'll turn into something kind of weird, right? True. So yeah, uh, that's... it's got to be organic and it's got to be from the bottom up, you know, I mm-hmm. think. Because that's what I learned anyway from... Yeah. My experience and still going on. I've had the radio show here for uh, 19 years, seven, eight months. Uh-huh. And yeah. basically, yeah, if you say you want to get rid of the how am I going to write letters to right. let Impossible. people know about this music? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so why give up on this instead no, no. of yeah. just it's manage not... it in a way that seems kind of closer to the ethics we're talking about? Yeah, you can't get rid of the internet. It's so ingrained into our lives and how people have jobs and how people live and all that kind of thing. Um, no, but, I'm uh, talking about this, I'm talking about sharing artistic expression. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think um, yeah, I think we need to keep going with the internet. I think this has the, been the big change for the past twenty years. But like you say, we need to get smarter about it and develop some ethics in, in this type of thing. But look, I, look, I, I look these dilemmas about fucking. You know, be immersed, being a tool, and then, you know, whatever, let the freak <laughs> fly. They go way back. Yes, yes. Think about it. Little Richard sold way less Tutti Frutti's than Pat Boone. 
I know. I'm just I talking to a friend of mine of this in England. Well, try to. And, uh, because, you know, the idea of mer- uh, commerce versus art and stuff. I mean, this is old. But it's very pertinent to rock and roll. It's been uh, part of the struggle. And, yeah. yeah, there's technology things. But uh, also there's ethic things. And if yeah. you ask me, the one of my opinion about one of the reasons the movement got going was it was an answer to arena rock. Right, yeah, definitely, definitely. Had nothing to do with a certain style. Mm-hmm. It was all rock and roll. It still is rock and roll, right? It's a right. kind of a rhythm-based music that's a, a kind of emotional. Yeah, but the style, the style but it has billions and billions of forms, and in fact, everyone yeah. practicing, I think, uh, has a chance to innovate in their own way. I want to play something from you here called Aberration.
November 18th to 24th is National Fuck Awareness Week. What is your FQ, your fuck quotient? You owe it to yourself to be fuck aware. Do you know which American Idol's lives have fucked and which have not fucked? Which have fucked humans of opposing gender? And which have fucked those of sane? Which have fucked parties with foreign objects? And which have done it with their fuck organ? Which have fucked well-known celebrities? Which have fucked low-life scum in flea-bait motels? Which have fucked Republicans? Which have fucked in the state of Nebraska? Which have fucked in Canada? Which have fucked seated on a toilet or potty? Which have fucked animals, including ducks? Which have fucked donuts or similar pastries? Which have fucked tailpipes of $100,000 automobiles? Which have fucked themselves? These questions must be answered. Can you answer them? For further information, call 1-800-FUCK-FUCK.
from mb jones yeah now an aberration the way i understand it is something you don't like uh well an aberration is something that's uh we we use it in uh in speaking terms as something you don't like uh but it's something that's out of the normal um, Uh oh there's that word again but yeah normal I yeah i can't handle yeah. that word well, by normal, I mean just like the average, uh, the average, what happens on a daily average. And then yeah, something but how comes many people, just, how many people use that word for healthy? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean healthy. It doesn't. Is we're just generalizing right, and uh, right, right. saying things. But uh, an aberration can also mean kind of like a ghost, right? Like, a, or you see a spirit, uh, well, something that's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, that's out of like uh, what is considered uh, real. Yes, yeah. Or we say what surreal. So yeah, what's surreal? Yeah, but I think I that was actually an artistic move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And so in that song, I tried to uh, just I like to like really create uh, an emotional moment in the song. Uh, and I like to have the atmosphere, at, the atmosphere. And I do my home recording. And so I tried to create that that atmosphere of an aberration in the song with uh, some heavy air and that, that kind of stuff. And you find it a lot different, right, than working in a band like the GG band in, in a ensemble. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Gigi band was a mix. Like it, it always started with the, the home recording like I do now. But it, with the Gigi band, sometimes I would take those tracks into the studio uh, and bring uh, some musicians in. Like we go into Stone Lab studio in, in uh, East Hampton uh, at that time with Mark Allen Miller and he would engineer it and this type of thing. And then he would send me the tracks and I would mix them in. Um, so, yeah, because that brings a different element in it. And I had to learn how to mix in you know, 15 different drum tracks into my home recording and also as, at the same time keep the integrity of uh, my atmosphere. You know what I mean? Uh, so that that was difficult. But, um, so but you, yeah. You're, you're, saying, you're saying your home recording in a way was a demo, but it was also like kind of the skeleton of the tune. Yeah, it was a skeleton of the tune. Well, I, I I viewed it as a finished product. You know, I like the uh, the raw demo type of things. 
But uh, at the same time, I think some songs you can expand. You can expand. You know, uh, both both of them have integrity. Both. I'm like, oh, this song. You know, we could really expand it out. And then the the problem becomes when you bring in the air from the studio. Uh, how do you make it uh, mesh and jive with the, the air in your home recording studio as far as atmosphere? Because uh, we, we all know about that, that problem where, you know, you go into a studio and it sounds too sterile or too manufactured or this and that compared to your home recordings. Also, um, also mm-hmm. what about the spirit of improvisation? Because you've got that thing set in stone and now you're bringing in the new people. Yes. To, inter- yes. to interpret. Yes, yes. Well, uh, the people that I work with generally, uh, I, I want, th- I work with them, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Bob Fay, John Maloney, or uh, oh, Tim guys. Shelton. These guys. Um, yeah, Bob I Fay, can, I know John Maloney, Bob Fay, a great drummer, man. Bob Fay, uh, you know, Sabado and lots of other stuff. John Maloney, you know him. Uh, well, actually, Sunberg, I man. know Bob Fay going back to Volcano Sons. Right, right, right. Yeah, a, a long time. And um, and Tim Sheldon, the guitar player. Uh, these guys are all uh, people who I could throw a track at, and I just say, you know, I want whatever comes out of your head. You know, I don't, I don't want you to follow any kind of uh, marching orders or anything like that. And so they kind of improvise and give me their thing, and um, and then later on when I get it back, uh, the, in terms of the mixing, I can kind of get it how I want to, but. Sure. Um, you know, the whole point of having someone else on your 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 something you made is to uh, let them express themselves as well. So I don't use musicians as a term as like filler. I want them to bring their own kind of sensibility to it. Well, that's why and, I uh, called them interpreters. I got to tell the yeah. people what else we heard. You know, I forgot to let people know that starting on the 18th, it was Fuck Awareness Week. And today's the last <laughs> day. So fucking watch okay. based out on that. And then we had uh, that was Spielgusher and uh 38 Tigers after that with Primate Skiing. A demonstration from Bowman's Prendon. I think I got the pronounce right. Is this real? Jesus Christ. From Black Wing. Uh, Harper Roos St. George Request. Some stuff from the 60s. Uh, Dose Little Doll. The uh, Kill Rockstar is going to reissue on vinyl. Uh, Shushan from Pineapple Empress. Brand new from uh, Senor Al in South London. Augie White, brand new stranger. And finally, Nam June Pak Glass Fish from the yep. GG band. <laughs> I heard yep. some noise yep. over there. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Mm-hmm. November 23, 2020. Dishwap Pedro Show special guest, Matt Jones. Hold tight for hour two. November 23, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Hearts for eyes Hearts for
back when you were immature Fast asleep in class you were Dreaming of your grandfather Selling stuff from cemetery plots Now he had the right stuff To pass the time in school is hard enough Especially in front of everyone It was only tongue-in-cheek Just another chip On the shoulder of A brooding little boy Who one day bring the nation to their knees Started to cry, cry. 
For Pedro Show. Started the second hour off with Hearts for Eyes from Emily Jones. Sam Bennett out of Tokyo with Heidi Ho. Take Off Your Clothes from Locate Your Lips. With That's got Brother Steve McKay on the sax. But they, they're too tiny. They should put them louder. Uh-huh. Uh, but just anything with him I just love because I miss the man so much. Deep in the Woods 66. Tommy O'Sullivan in Dublin there with I Got Bills to Pay. Surf for Blood with Dewar. Might be a whiskey uh, brand. And finally, M.B. Mm. Jones, Smart City's Dumb People. Oh, oh, what you, what you mean by that, Matt? Smart City, Dumb People. Um, you know, it's it's sat, it's satire uh, song, but the, the idea is that um, as, you know, as things become more and more automated, uh, we, we lose a lot of... Um, intelligence in a way even though it frees us up to be more smart but um if it's for example if our electricity ever goes out or our internet ever goes out we will no longer be able to open the door uh or turn you know turn anything on turn our car on or call our friends um basically our whole dependent system is on uh, electricity and internet so if we lose that we we've lost all the skills of uh human connection and how to function in society you're, you're so, saying uh, we're kind of hostage. We are. We are kind of hostage. Uh, we we've you know um, to different degrees, but uh, the more and more we are dependent on the the smart city model, which you know I'm not against totally. This is just kind of commentary, but um, 
we are hostage to that. And uh, if the internet gets pulled or the electricity gets pulled, uh, we have we no longer have those skills, um, or we never develop those skills to 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 do on our own. Yeah, that's yeah. why I keep hard copy or hard drive copies of your music because the cloud is actually somebody else's pewter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what what about Hearts for Eyes? Yeah, Hearts for Eyes is from the uh, ROK Spy. Uh, album and uh just basically about you know falling falling in love you know and um i always wanted to express uh express a song through using emojis uh emojis are really big here in south korea and uh a lot of times when you text with people you know you text with an emoji kind of like hieroglyphics or something like that it's a it's a symbol that represents a bunch of emotion but um you know hearts rise is you know when you fall in love with someone you send them the the happy face with the the hearts and for eyes, you know. So it's just a pretty simple simple love song, I guess. And you wouldn't want to use Hangul to write a poem or something. No, uh, I wouldn't be good enough to. Uh, you know, I know Sarang Heo is uh, I love you and and stuff like that. But uh, now nah, I couldn't I couldn't write a poem. But the emojis do do enough, you know. Because you know, I I was reading like a survey of written languages. Hangul yeah. is kind of an excellent system because it was kind of it's only like 500 years only right. compared to other forms of writing. And so they had a lot of experience to gain from to kind yeah. of, they even make the, the, the shape of your mouth and shit. In the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a very, it's a very unique system. It's an example where our culture decided to make their own language. Cause originally it was Chinese. And then uh, at a certain point there was a King named King Sejong. Yeah. And he said, no, we need to make our own language. So he developed his own language. And in the old days, uh, you know, written language is only for the elite. So he made it into a, a simpler form as far as uh, it can be understood simply. And that's where Hangul started. And uh, and also, I think it, it's the alphabet where the most text can be fit into one page. Yeah, you at, can get actually at, four yeah. like characters in one little cell, one little block. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Well, maybe kind of tragic. It only lasted while he was alive. They got, it just came back after the second war. <laughs> really? Oh, right, right, right. Cause yeah. of the, the colonization and stuff like that. No, I think before that, even I think the, yeah, good King Sejong wanted everybody, but not the other bosses. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Look, yeah. I want to play yeah. uh, plastic kisses. Yes. 
Christmas lights are like gems for trees. Makes a nice holiday for you and me. Christmas lights are like gems for trees. Makes a nice holiday for you and me. Christmas lights. Christmas lights. Christmas lights are like gems for trees. Makes a nice holiday for you and me. Christmas lights Christmas lights Christmas lights Christmas lights are like gems for trees makes a nice holiday for you and me Why for Pedro show plastic kisses from MB Jones too many teardrops that's a demo from a band called Golden in Tokyo and uh take uh 
yesterday morning, El Pathos, Free Moral Agents with Moonchild. That had uh, Icky. He was playing with the Mars Volta guys. He, in his 30s, had a heart attack and passed away. Incredible mm. musician. Long Beach guy. Uh, the sea where I played when I was a small kid from Mako Ishibashi. Mm. Partner Jim O'Rourke. The trip from Gaffa. Czech people. I don't know if they're still together. Finally, Jails for Trees. Mm. M.B. Jones. So Jails for Trees. Yeah. That's uh, that's you. That's you and I uh, playing together, right? We collaborated on that track well, through I think, email. I think you already had the track. Then you asked me to play bass to. Yes, but you changed you changed it quite a bit, and uh, and it kind of evolved from there. And uh, so, but yeah, basically, I got that idea for from a song from one of my students. Actually, uh, I get a lot of ideas from you know I work with younger people and stuff like that, and uh, I love talking with them and. One of my students was like, oh, you know, uh, why do they put the lights all over the trees and just wrap them up? It's like they're, the trees are prisoners, you know. Just a comment because it's a, it's a uh, Korean and, uh, you know, Christmas is a little bit big here, but it's just like it's just a passing comment. I was like, huh, that's true. And uh, so the idea came from there. You know, I didn't I'm not writing an anti-Christmas song or anything political like that or, or I think you were talking more about perspective yes exactly exactly and perspective and uh what's what's the celebration for for some people is a punishment for for others you know the way we celebrate is is usually in the face of uh, another one person's embarrassment or, or this this type of thing uh, yeah it's all about perspective absolutely yeah and you know I'm sure there'd be some Korean traditions that would be trippy on U.S. people. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, one Very interesting true. one that they, uh, they share with China and Japan is this thing about having your second birthday when you're 60 years old. I love this. In Japan, it's called kanreki, and I know there's a Korean word for it, too. But this idea of you live that long, it's ready for wow. the next round. <laughs> Wow, that yeah, sounds great. I, I learned that when I turned sixty. What, what about oh. plastic kisses? Yeah, plastic kisses is a um, is a new new song. I'm, I'm working on the ROK Spy Two album. It's just about done, um, but that's one of the newer tracks, and it's with a vocalist uh, Young Ju, who I worked with on the first ROK Spy One album. But uh, that's all about. You know, in the past year, we wear masks because of the coronavirus situation. And uh, we, we wore masks before that here in South Korea is part of the culture, you know, as you know, in Japan and in China. And um, but um, I thought, you know, how can we do a romance song or how can we do a love song with 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 uh, with masks on, you know, and here I am, you know, I have my my wife and stuff and uh how do I? How do we? How do I kiss her? And how do I be romantic? And so the scene was, uh, you know, you have your mask on all the time, and then you embrace for a kiss, and you know, you have a romantic moment, but you have the the the, the plastic masks on. But eventually, you know, you maybe you grow to like it, and it becomes part of your your lifestyle. So, <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's trippy, right? What is the song going to be about? Oh. Right, kind of a dilemma, almost like, what am I going? Is it going to be a waltz? Is it going to be oh. a two-step? Yeah, 
Is it going to be a dirge? Is it going to be an anthem? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's I, what's I, fascinating about music. There's just a lot of options, a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. I like mashing up different styles. Like in that song, there's a bunch of different changes. So uh, I really like like the the changes where you'll you'll kind of tease one style. You'll start off and it'll just be a tease and it can kind of abruptly end and then go into something else and then go into something else and that kind of thing. So I like to uh, tease with styles, you know, especially with like uh, long form, uh, like dance music or electronic music that's very repetitive. Um, I like to kind of cut it off early and, and uh, I guess subvert expectations. That's fun for me. Like destroy the groove. Yeah, destroy the groove or break it up and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the, you know, uh, one of the, I guess, perks of being the composer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, that's in the, fun. you're in the driver's seat, right? Yes, yes. Look, we're yes. at the end of the second hour, November 23, 2020 edition. Watch for Pete special guest, Matt Jones, hold tight for hour three. November 23, 2020, it's the third hour. Watch Pete Show.
Pedro Show, we start off the third hour with Rack Rash doing mm. Baloo Hula mm. and then Wasted Space, Persian Carp Bronze Age UFO out of Baltimore yesterday Ceremony of Vision something live from the Waku Waku Kingdom Brother Shige there in Berlin Hi Maya General Relativity is Relative that's some live from uh, Daisy Yore Finally, Pusan Perimeter. You know, people don't realize that these guys have their own sounds for their own language, and of course, and then foreign people come and they say, well, we're going to decide, so we're going to call you your te- your second biggest town, Pusan. Yeah. 
Yeah. But they don't, it's hard for him to hear the difference between a B and P, right? Yeah, there's a lot of letters. B and P and R and L and stuff like that. There's It's somewhere in between. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. the like like when uh, the the video artist <clears throat> Peck Nam June, we always have that problem. Is it Beck or is it Peck? You know that type of thing. Right, right. <clears throat> now, and now tell me about Balua or Palua Hula. Yeah. What is uh, Rack Rash? So, what is Rack Rash there, man? So Rack Rash <clears throat> is the the solo solo name of the guy named Tim Sheldon, <clears throat> and he's a he's a really far out guitarist who's played on pretty much all of my albums. If you hear guitar, it's usually him, the Gigi band or the MB Jones solo stuff. And he's originally uh, from the band uh, Fat Worm of Error, which is kind of a classic uh, crazy art rock band uh, from Western Mass. A lot of people uh, love them. And so, um, and he's been playing with me for so long and contributing to my stuff. I was like, yeah, Tim, I really want to I know, help produce or help make uh, a solo album by you. <clears throat> and so he's been sending me tracks and I'll like loop them and um, cut them up and arrange them in a way. Uh, they're his, it's his stuff, but I try to facilitate that. So that's been a project in the past year. And um, uh, it's been really great. That's why, that's why you didn't really know the pronunciation. It's actually his yeah. title. Right, right, right. It's his, it's his song, and uh, but I he sends me he sends me a bunch of audio fragments and stuff like that, and I loop them up and put them together, and you know we go back and forth, so it's been a fun, um, a fun project we work together, and uh, he's just he's got a great style, and um, yeah, it's been fun, and also I'm so used to uh, making music based around my songs, it's been really fun to. You know, design music uh, that's not around my words and my ideas, you know, just around sounds. You mean so. this is like widening your horizon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've tried to do a lot of that the past year, uh, collaborating with people outside of uh, just my song thing. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out, sometimes it does, but it's all work. And something that doesn't exactly work out in one place, next time you use it like, ah, there you go, you know. So, yeah, I'm trying to develop my uh, horizons and the, my musical palette or whatever you want to say. You know, you know what I found, Matt, is that when you play, it's never wasted. Whenever you play, right. you're kind of investing in the next time you're going to play. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's Absolutely. never wasted. Never wasted, yeah. And that's yeah. why I won't call it rehearse. That's uh -huh. why I call it practice yeah. because, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, a basketball player doesn't rehearse hoops. Right. Practices them, right? So when it's, it's time when it's time to do and it might be like that with collabs, because you're right, you don't know, right? You're throwing the dice, you're seeing if the oil and water can mix. Mm. And you know but yeah. what you know, if you don't know if you just assume the wall is there without pushing against it, you might be wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah. Why not try it out and see if it works? Yeah I, yeah, I think that's a very important point. And for like people, music producers, people making music, like when they first start off, you spend like 10 hours on a computer making a song and it doesn't work out and you just feel like such a, everything's lost. But in reality, those skills and that like learning process translates into the next time. So like there's no lost time, you know, in that way. Right, right. Because it's all... Yeah. It's weird how tomorrow is made up of today. Yeah. In fact, yeah. yeah. 
tomorrow might not happen. All you have is today. <laughs> uh, for sure, yesterday. Right. Yeah, just just the way of humans experience things. Here, I'm, uh, 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 like you kind of talked about stuff like this in this next team. My genealogy. I got a letter from the government yesterday. They asked me to spit into a cup and send it back to them so they could know where I come from.
Watford Pedro Show last music for this edition. My genealogy, MB Jones, then from Poland, the Scalpel Big Band, Flying Officer, live recording. Man, they're, some recordings are so good live, and there's something mm. about the spirit. Mm. You get the fidelity, fucking cooking with gas. Colonizing yeah. Imaginary Geography by M. Jones, the last tune for this edition. Tell us about my because you know, we were just talking about, you know, Sly Stone said an interesting thing. It's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Mm. Yeah, I love Sly Stone. Um, yeah, My Genealogy is uh, a song I did with a, a Lugandan singer. And so we have like the English and the uh, the Lugandan, which is the one of the, Uganda, the languages in Uganda there. And... Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's a song about uh, it's kind of about out, outsiders in a way. Um, you know, when I make a song, I try not to make like a single message. I try to have a, a, a kind of a discussion or different points. But <clears throat> the idea is that um, uh, what is a foreigner and what is a, um, and what is a, a family tree and stuff like that. And um, and now. <clears throat> Now that we have all these genealogy tests, it's, be, it's really funny because people are discovering what their heritage really is, even though uh, they they may think it's one thing. And um, and the, the idea that uh, maybe an alien could be in your family tree, the alien is the kind of the ultimate outsider, right? Even though here on Earth we we have these little little uh, kind of racist things about oh I'm. I'm not from this country or, you know, especially in the old days, people of different cultures couldn't mix in their family tree. Uh, so it's kind of a discussion about that, about outsiders, but using the ET, the alien as uh, symbolizing, um, you know, somebody from a different culture coming in to mix with someone else's family tree and the discussion about that. So weird, too, because rock and roll and jazz, such mixture. It yes. would never happen without, yeah. Misignation, I think, was the word, like a race mixing. It was Ill illegal, actually, in the United States. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, even... Okay, where can people find you on the internet, Matt? Um, You can find me at uh, uh, MB Jones Bandcamp. Okay, but there's no Matt Jones website, right? So mbjones.bandcamp.com. I need to get that. I need to get that. What right now... Is on the oven. What's getting cooked right now? What's getting cooked right now is the uh, the ROK Spy Two, uh, which is the follow up to the the ROK Spy from a couple of years ago, and uh, we've been working really hard. It's me and a guy named Pam. His name's Pierre, but uh, his initials are Pam, so he goes by Pam. And he worked with me on the first ROK Spy album, and um, and we've been working hard on the second one. Uh, he's originally a jazz musician. But then uh, transferred into like uh, kind of producing and releasing records, and uh, he's been you know a good a really good partner of mine since you know since GG Band broke up. I didn't really have a, a necessarily a, a tight partner, so we email each other tons of mixes every week, and he gives me lots of feedback, and it's like back and forth, really great partnership. And uh, since the the Corona lockdown happened, we said you know. Let's just take our time and, and do it right. And so we've been just going through and examining it. But, um, yeah, the ROK Spy 2 album is, is pretty much done. We're just kind of going through details 
and uh, making sure it's right and that understood, kind of stuff. Understood. Understood. I should uh, let the listeners know ROK stands for Republic of Korea, people. Yes. Look, when this record's done, ROK mm -hmm. Spy number two, will you come mm -hmm. back on the show? We'll play it all and talk about it. Excellent. I'd love to. Okay. Thanks so much for being on the show. People, it's been the November 23, 2020 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. The special guest, Matt Jones. Keep Thank your you, powder Mike. dry.